Biz Tools Podcast, Episode 38. Welcome to the Biz Tools Podcast, practical advice for today's busy business leader. And now, your hosts, David Speck and Jerry Frentress. Welcome to the Biz Tools Podcast. I'm Jerry Frentress. And I'm David Speck. And we are your hosts for this episode of the Biz Tools Podcast. Now, David, what topic have you been keeping secret all week? I've <laughs> been keeping secret. <laughs> Well, well, actually, it's not me that's been keeping it secret. This topic is all you, Jerry, and it's one of your favorite subjects to talk about, the three Ps. Three Ps. Plan, prepare, and practice. The yes. one we hate. The one we hate is the practice one. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, I figure since we're kind of in the fourth quarter of the year, um, it's time to really hone in on what are we doing right, what are we doing wrong, reviewing the back and looking forward. And this is a perfect time to plan, prepare, and practice. And so, Jerry, why don't you kind of give us an overview of what that really means and, and, and how you've actually taught this particular lesson many times over. It, it, it came to me years ago when I was working for another radio company. My background is in, in radio. And they began uh, pointing out the advantages, which meant, which just uh, came all over me and said, yeah, this is what has to be done. And we started, we rented a, uh, a video recorder, VCR back then, and uh, began causing all of the salespeople to show us how they're making a presentation to a client. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody got to sit around and watch the person make the presentation. We videoed it, and then we showed it back, and uh, it became enormously clear to me that first of all planning preparing and practice makes perfect sense and if i think about all the people who are making really big bucks mm -hmm. i have to think about the guys and gals that we see in professional sports and they just don't come in on for example on uh, football they don't show up on sunday and do their okay let's play football right they have gone all week long and you're a former football player they they go all week long planning, preparing, putting together how the game is going to be done. Perhaps even uh, many of the coaches prepare the first 10 plays of the game, already have it down, and everybody knows what it's going to be and what their job is. And it, it was, and they all use video. Mm -hmm. They all uh, have the opportunity to see themselves doing something right and doing something not so right. And that was the, uh, the main thing. And it came to me, I didn't want to practice on a client, that it was too important. Mm -hmm. And usually when the, sales when the sales manager or the owner came and said, we're going to put this on the table for, to sell our clients, it became obvious that we were all running out to our best clients first mm -hmm. and practicing on them. <laughs> <laughs> the, the clients who spent the most money and who... Uh, was was welcoming to us to come in and make the presentation and so we made all the mistakes on the really good clients <laughs> it was it was a a a, uh, a really counterproductive type of process that we we all leaked up and said okay we're gonna go do it now and uh then later would come back and say well that didn't work so much that didn't <laughs> that didn't go over i didn't get that order i didn't do this i didn't do that and it would make more sense to me, well, let's practice this before we go. Yes. I love the football analogy. And one of the reasons I do is 
I've seen this in action, not just when I was in, in school, but one of my best friends is a high school football coach. And um, during the football season, he comes over to my house. We, we like to watch college football together, but he's working. He has um, the film from not only their performance the night before, but the film from the op opponent coming up the next week. And the entire time we're watching college football, he's on a laptop breaking down the film. So he's he's planning. He's he he's doing this. They the the coaches get together on Sunday and they formulate their plan. They prepare for this new opponent because every opponent's a little bit different. They have different tendencies. They have different size players. There's all you know. You know every game is not exactly the same. And so here they are. They're planning. They're preparing. And then all week long, they practice to get ready for that opponent. And this is the way it works for for any team. And if you really think about it. In the world of business, it should be the same. We should have the forethought to examine our client, our customer, our competition, and know as much as we can about all of those before we ever venture out and try to do business with them or try to sell against them, et cetera. And, and so the, the planning and the preparing steps, you know, this, in my opinion, this is a three-legged stool, and, and the stool won't sit upright with only two or one of the legs intact. It has to be all three. Absolutely. And it's a, uh, a fact. I haven't found any salespeople that love to do it. They don't like to practice. They especially don't want no a video No football of it. player likes to practice. <laughs> okay. I, I can understand. They don't want to show off what they can't do. They don't want somebody else, like the coach, to see them doing or another salesperson to see them doing what they're doing. I rode with one of the best sales people in the company. And I said, well, well, what's your secret? If there is a secret. And he said, I always am playing the uh, straw man. And I said, what's a straw man? Well, the straw man is the client. And I pretend I'm with the client where he's going to sit there. I'm going to sit here. He's a straw man. That's what I just call him. Mm -hmm. And I'll say this, he'll say that I'll say this and then go, well, that's not good. And so I back up, I roll it back roll back the tape, if you will, and do it again. He's going to say this, I'm going to say this way, and because it's going to make a better uh, presentation to the client and answer his, his questions before uh, he ever brings them up and before uh, it comes into the conversation, and I have to be defensive. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be offensive. I'd rather, as a salesperson, be prepared to go in and make the presentation and answer all of the questions much long before I ever go see the client. I would say, too, that, that it's more than just being rehearsed, that you have to be knowledgeable to where you can speak um, about and answer the questions of the client without sounding like you're going through a script. Oh, sure. Um, you know, there's a difference between memorizing and knowing. The person that knows can talk about something, you know, off the cuff, and it comes across completely naturally. The person who's memorizing, you kind of see their eyes gloss over and they're going into the uh, internal Rolodex in their head and they're reading the note card, you know, right in front of you. Um, another thing that I think about, too, is there's so much information available today that the planning and the preparing steps are easier than they've ever been. I mean, there's not a company out there that doesn't have some form of presence online. You can go to the company website. You can read a LinkedIn profile or a Yelp profile. Um, you can see what people say about them. 
just about everybody has a Facebook page, you know, all of these things. There's no excuse to go into somebody that you potentially want to do business with and not know about them, about what they do, about what they offer, about what sets them apart from the competition and what, how they are personally. You know, you can really ruin a call very fast by speaking politics in the wrong direction with mm -hmm. a particular client. Mm -hmm. um, number one, you shouldn't talk politics anyway because it's just too volatile of a subject. But at the same time, you kind of know which way they lean and you know what subjects to kind of stay away from. You know, you want the experience in, in the interaction to always be positive. You want them to leave with the feeling that, that they dealt with somebody who's not only knowledgeable but interested and interested enough to do their research ahead of time. I uh, always wanted the client to say, well, you've thought about this before, haven't you? It's not just a, I'm coming in here to shoot from the hip and I'm going to, you're one of many that I'm going to make this presentation to. And that was a, a fallacy of the company I worked for at one point is that they, they said, you got to go out and, and, and pitch this to 10 people. And uh, you had to come up with 10 people. Mm -hmm. So I learned to be the best I possibly could be before I got in front of the client. I wanted to be very knowledgeable of the package, of whatever it was I was making a presentation. And that's another thing uh, about this. I'll never forget, I was traveling with a salesperson uh, with another company that I was supposed to be giving advice to the people, and the, the lady was going to make a presentation that morning. And I didn't know what it was on something they'd come up with that they thought was a good idea. And uh, she came back, went there. I went with her, and she went in and saw the guy. And then she came back, and he said, he's going to have to wait a minute. He's going to take a few minutes, and then he'll see us. And by the way, do you know what this means? <laughs> and I, I, uh, I felt like, and I did say, I think we need to come back. I, need, I think there needs to be some some uh, practice, some mm -hmm. understanding of what it is that you're making the presentation on, because it's like anything. You, how are you going to go out there and be, be good at something if you don't practice, if you don't have knowledge of the uh, proposal for the sales, per, for the client? Well, and in today's super connected world, the client and the customer are doing their research on you before you ever get there, too. They and the last thing you want is you want you don't want them to know more about your company and what you do than you do. You don't want to be caught off guard and you know say in the radio business, you know, you might run into somebody who's not a fan of Rush Limbaugh and you have a radio station and Rush Limbaugh is your talk radio king and they you know and they would look you in the eye and say, "Well, why are you running that, you know, knucklehead Limbaugh?" and and then you're just caught off guard, you know, well, you need to know why we run them, you know, well, the marketplace demands it, or he's the number one in talk radio, et cetera. So if you don't know that and your client gets the upper hand like that, then it becomes a combative situation. Whereas when you're knowledgeable and you provide information, you kind of start breaking down walls. You start, you start setting yourself apart as not only a salesperson, but an expert. Uh, an expert in what you do, an expert in your company. You you are the guy or the gal to, to, to take care of them. And so that is where the planning and the preparing 
really, you know, the rubber meets the road. You've got to do that upfront work and it takes time and it's hard for salespeople. They want to, they want to jump out there and, and see as many people as they can, because that means dollars and cash registers ringing and, and baby gets fed and I can afford Christmas. But if you don't do that, that planning work in the morning or the night before, before you ever go out, then you're just, it, you're just throwing things out there and hoping something sticks and, right. and, and you're not nearly as successful. Right. Um, and the same is true with a small business. Now, let's say we're, we're talking to somebody who is a, what we call a solopreneur, you know, they are the business that it's just them and nobody else. They still have to do the same thing. If they want to, they got to find out who their audience is. They have to understand their audience and then they have to market to their audience today. Marketing is more about help than it is hype. And, and when we understand that, then instead of going to somebody in a sales meeting and saying, you need to see 10 people on this project, now all of a sudden you say, hey, we're thinking about this. Name me 10 people this project can help. Or do we even need to do this project? Is it, is it something that's going to be of benefit? How can it help? You? How can it How help? Can help clients? Because when you know that, when you know that what you're doing will help the client, you will go in with a completely different attitude and, and, and we've got to be client focused. And the only way to be client focused is to plan and to prepare. You look at 2015 and you look at everything you plan to do. You want to be successful next year, but the only way you're going to be successful is if you help enough people. And so you need to go into every project, everything, every, you know, you, whether it's your store hours or your marketing or your sales, you know, whatever aspect of it, of your business, it has to be geared to help the people. And when you, when you gear it to help, then conversely, you will see the benefits. Um, let's talk about biz for a moment. Cause I know, I know we, 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 we would be remiss if we didn't bring the biz into it. How do you spell that? B I Z. Okay. Biz is there to help the business community in all of its forms. And, and we could get into all the forms, but you know, go to the biztools.com and you can read all about it. But the whole point of it is to help people. And by helping people, we gain relevance and by gaining relevance, we gain influence. And when we have influence, then we have a marketable product that a, either people will want to buy themselves or B they want to be associated with, or they want to reach the people that we reach. But it all came back to, we want to help. And, you know, this is a, a, a drastic cultural shift from the way a lot of us learned how to sell back in, you know, even as recent as 10 years ago. You know, you, how we sold was we all got in a room and we said, what do we think will sell? What do we think people will buy? Okay, let's make the greatest one of those and go out and sell it. With actually no real thought of, of what was the long-term help? What, you know, who, who are we trying to, to serve? No, it'll sell, so let's sell it. Now it's all, you know, people are very fickle with where they spend their money. People are very fickle with, with trusting anymore. And so when you go in with, that, with the help attitude, it puts, the, it puts the client at ease. And it may take some time. It's, 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 it's almost like dating, you know. You, you, you rarely kiss on the first date. It takes several times before you, you get in there. Why? Because you're building a trust. You're seeing if it's a fit. You're seeing if you're, you're together and want to, you know, want to continue this relationship. And the same is true in business. You, it's going to take longer to get that first kiss than it did, you know, years ago. 
because there's more people out there wanting to kiss you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and, and so, but but let's get back to practice now. There's a there's a thing in, in in physiology called muscle memory, and it says the more you do a certain action, the less your brain has to be involved to repeat that action. Um, golfers are huge. You know, the reason why a professional golfer is a professional is because of muscle memory. If you've noticed, you know, a golfer can be ex in extremely good shape or they could be as round as, uh, you know, a basketball, but they all can play golf well. Why is that? Because they have trained their muscles to swing that club exactly the same way every time. Now, when fatigue sets in, it's harder to, to, to maintain. But the same is true in business. You, if The more you practice your pitch, the more you practice your uh what you call the 30-second commercial, the more you practice that, the more it becomes a natural outflow of who you are, and it becomes um, very uh, professional-sounding and, and, and not rehearsed but, but, but knowledgeable. And that practice, you know, the first time you lift weights, it's very uncomfortable. The second time you lift weights, it may still hurt even more because you're, you're, you're dealing with, with, with muscle pain from before. But over time, the more you do it, the easier the motion becomes. The first time you try to role play or practice within the confines of a meeting, it's going to feel really awkward. Just like the first time you, the, the people were videotaped you know, at your radio station. But over time... And the more they get used to it, the more they embrace it, and the more they use it as a tool to say, oh, wait, I need to look like this, or I need to quit saying that phrase, or I need to breathe a different way, or whatever, and it helps. But it's, that, it's the third leg of the stool. And if you don't do the, 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 the practice part, you're gonna, like you said, you're going to practice, but unfortunately it's going to be on the client, which can be extremely detrimental to you over the long haul. I want the sale. I realized that I wanted to make the sale. I wanted a yes. And so I had to be the best I possibly could. And I wasn't. And so I, I, I thought, how, what do I do to get better at what I do? And I'm going to allow somebody else to say, well, that was good. That was not so good. Here's a great idea to add to that, whatever it might be. As long as it was all positive, I, I was in there, in there with mm -hmm. everybody. Mm -hmm. and wanted to be that way, too, to offer up positive critiquing, if you will, so that our, our people, our salespeople, went out on the street with the idea that we're going to help the client's business grow, help them make more money, and this is how this can do this for them. Mm -hmm. And to, to say that I've thought about this, and I've discussed it with my, my sales team, and we, we came up with this idea and feel like it can really do you well, and it can do it do it this way, that way, and we figured that out. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 funny about the things I remember about the habits people have that we all have, but we don't believe someone else. I, I've talked to salespeople. One guy sat on his hands because someone told him, "You're too uh, emotional, and you move your hands too much," and so he sat on his hands, and. Uh, I had another person who said, you know, she said 17, <laughs> she said it 17 times in 10 minutes. Oh, wow. And it was like, oh, no, I didn't. Oh, no, I didn't. Not knowing that. Well, here's a camera right here. Mm -hmm. And she started walk, watching it and said, oh, no, well, can we do this over? And she went from 17 to two. 
in making the presentation again, she realized what she was doing, and so up here she could change it. Uh, it was believable to her when she saw it. It wasn't believable when Jerry sat over here and said, you said it 17 times. She said, oh, no, I didn't. You got it wrong. And and I, I believe, and, and this may be one of those tweetable moments, so so li listen closely. With the amount, with the right amount of practice, you increase your confidence, and you go from making a presentation to having a conversation. I agree, and and I think as a business owner, I've had many people come into my office and give presentations. Very few have come into my office and had a conversation, and yet I would have to say that. I've probably bought more from the conversational people than I did from the presentation people. It's you have to know what you're talking about. You have to know the the ins, the outs, the nuts, the bolts, the how and the why. But you also have to have that knowledge uh, ingrained in you to where you're not simply rattling off the same thing. And I did it. I can remember when I was first in sales. You know, they handed me a football preview and said, okay, this is your account list. Find all the ones that did it and get 10 more above everybody else who did it. And so what did I do? I went to everybody who did it, and my sales pitch was, hey, my name is David. I work at the blah, blah, blah newspaper, and um, we're working on our football preview, and you did an ad last year wanted to see if you wanted to do it again. That was the pitch, and it was rehearsed. And it was over and over and over again. And did I sell some? Yes, but I sold some because they had done it and they knew the benefit. But I also lost quite a few because I never asked them what they needed. Was. Did it even work for them before? You know, why, why are they even involved? I had no knowledge. And I was trying to sell right out of the gate on call one. And that was 25 years ago. Now think about today with, with everybody that's out there, every – uh, you know, there's no only game in town anymore in any area. There may be better games, but there's no only game in anything. And so you have to, you know, rise above and be better and be more professional and be more knowledgeable and be less presentational to be successful. And it only comes from practice. The planning and the preparing gets you to presentation. It's the practice that gets you to conversation. Absolutely. And it's a, for our listeners and for the folks who will come to the biz breakfast or come to the website, maybe ask you a question or invite you to come speak at their organization, which I recommend that, uh, inviting David to come to your organization and speak to your salespeople or speak to your staff, whatever whatever you need from him. He's, as you can tell, he's very willing to, to share the ideas that are going to help you and your business grow. But the, the, it is dramatically helpful. If everybody can have the positive attitude, if it's done positively, if it's, if it's done in a, in a way that people look, okay, you're going to try to help me. You're not going to try to there's something weird at me that <laughs> that somebody else and that that's what I found from from that's not a leader that leaders don't sit there and try to create uh, uh, places for you to step into the mess if if it's there I'm going to put it in front of your feet uh, it's uh, the leader is going to be saying if you can get by me and I'm only going to ask you about the things you show me 
even though I know all kinds of other mm-hmm. things because I've, I've been here with you as we put this together. I'm just going to ask you about what you put in front of me. So if you say there's going to be, you're going to get X with this, I may ask you, what, how do you know you're going to do that? Or how are you going to, how are you going to make that happen? How, how, how many times is that going to happen per day? When, when each day is that going to happen? I'm just going to ask logical things about what it is you're doing. And you want to have thought about that. Mm-hmm. So if you, you say, okay, I'm going to climb into Jerry's head for a minute and think about the things he could ask me. He could ask me, my client could ask me this, and you want to be ready for that. You want, want to even say, thanks for asking that, or that's a great question, and we thought about that, and this is, this is how we feel this is going to work better for you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it, I think, makes a so much better presentation to the client and one that is, ooh, you thought about this stuff, really. And I see how, how you're, you're going with this presentation and that it can help me get better at what I do. And it can help me make money. It can help me grow. And even though we talk about football, all sports is like that. They all want to win. And if you want to win, you have to practice. You, you don't think Tiger Woods, and probably not a good example today, but uh, as he became uh, the number one player in the world, mm-hmm. he had all kinds of people around him videoing him and saying, okay, you're, this guy is my, my coach, my, my uh, assistant, if you will, that, that talks about my swing. This is the guy that's going to talk to me about my, my putt. And he, I read stories about how many balls he would hit mm-hmm. uh, in practice each day. It was enormous. He practiced so that he could be great on the course when the game was going to be played. I, I remember another golfer, uh, you probably know the name, Lee Trevino. Yes. And Lee Trevino believes that within the course of his career, he, he hit upwards of some, it was like over a million golf balls, probably two, three million, truth be known. And, and, and he said, you know, golf was my wife. Golf was my kids. That was the only way that I could be good enough over the long term to stay in the game and and you know he you know to to understand nobody likes getting on the driving range i mean you know okay yeah we hit a few good balls great but nobody wants to hit you know a thousand balls on the driving range but even right up before the first tee professional golfers are where on the driving range they are literally practicing right up until time to play and in business, how much better is it to fail or struggle in the safety of your own business, in the safety of your own sales team, in the, in the safety of, you know, in, in the office versus struggling out in front of a client or out in the marketplace? It's so much easier to know that, that okay, if I mess it up, I'll correct it. But out there, if you mess it up, you may lose a sale or you may lose the client altogether simply because you uh, you just didn't know. You didn't practice. You were, you were flying by the seat of your pants. And you can get in some really bad scenarios. You can make promises you can't keep. You can, uh, you, know, you know, if you don't know what, you know, and, and I know we talk a lot about advertising here on, on the podcast because that's where our knowledge base is. 
But I can tell you so many times people get nervous out there and they'll, they'll claim numbers that don't exist because they're afraid they're going to lose the client. When you're confident and when you're practiced, it's a whole different ball of wax. And, 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 you know, you don't have to apologize for your numbers or you don't have to, to, you can quantify every aspect of it because you did the research, you did the planning and you practiced it enough times where you don't draw a blank in front of the client. And, and I think that beyond anything is, is what we need to take away from this is that if you do all three, does it mean you're never going to make a mistake? No but it far reduces the likelihood that you're going to make a mistake that costs you the client. And that's really what it's all about is doing what's best for the client and having a strong long-term relationship with them, no matter what business you're in. Well, it's a, it's another way for the presenter to confront in their mind and with the help of other people around them, the kinds of questions that they're likely to get. Mm -hmm. And it can be as simple as in the radio business, there were a lot of rating, there is a lot of rating information where other companies have done research on how many people and what, what, what age groups and what sex groups uh, are listening to your radio station. Mm -hmm. And the big question can be, and I, I've been, uh, had a lot of them thrown at me, and one of them would be, well, how do they get that information? <laughs> and if I, you can't say, well, they're just, uh, they're just out there uh, asking people, I guess, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. And that's when the, the client many times looked at me and said, so if you're number one, you, you paid them, paid them to be number one. And immediately they, 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 they cast total doubt on all the information. Well, there's so much, there's so much deceit in oh, the yeah. world today. Cynicism is natural. And actually, it's almost become a game. Can I catch you in a lie? If I catch you in a lie, then I have every excuse to dismiss you, and I'll feel okay about and it. And they will. Yes. That's the point, that if they sense that you're not giving them the straight story, they dismiss all that you have to say. Mm -hmm. It's all a prefabrication of what this is going to be like, and all these things are not true. You know, it, Getting back, and, and you know, I, I draw my, my, my experience from what I do, and I've run into that with the biz magazine. When I, when I would sell advertising or, or, or talk to clients about it or potential clients, they would say, well, you only have 2,500 copies go out in the marketplace? Actually, we have 35, but, and I would say, well, yeah. Well, I can get, you know, XYZ publication or I can get this newspaper, whatever, and there's thousands and whatever. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. You have to understand what we are. And I said, we are honed in on a certain market and we're actually honed in within a, a subset of that market. We're honed into people who decide they're going to join a chamber because they feel that's important to the success of their business. Therefore, it fits with what we're trying to do, giving them help to be successful and by creating great content. We provide value to them and in turn provide value to the advertiser who's trying to send their message to them. Now, if I didn't know that and it wasn't, you know, natural to roll off my tongue, I could just be like a deer in headlights and know, well, uh, uh, we're working on growing our numbers and we're going to go to all these other places. No, we're not. We, we know who our market is and our market is valuable and our price point is fair to reach the market that we are providing. 
And knowing that, I make no excuses. I make no apologies to who we go to. Would I like to go to more? Yes, but but I'll go to more that are interested because if they're simply getting it in the mail, or if they're simply, you know, picking it up because they're 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 waiting for a table at the restaurant, they may not resonate at all with what we're trying to do. And they certainly won't resonate with our advertisers. So by doing that and by planning, we plan that from the get-go and 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 preparing and then practicing the answer when we knew the question was gonna come, it made it a whole natural fit. Some people got it, some people didn't. And the ones that don't, you don't have to worry about. You know what? They're just not going to get what you're trying to do. So don't waste your time, effort, and resources trying to convince somebody who can't be convinced. But the ones that understand it and, and they look, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Aha. You have somebody who is a strong potential. They've gone from a, a, uh, a potential prospect to a viable prospect. And that for us is really how we've approached what we do. And any business should quantify that way. They should know who their product or service is going to benefit and then go for those people and the rest of them don't worry about it we, we live in a country of what 120 million people or more than that probably more than that i know 90 million voted in the last last presidential election there's plenty of more people out there you don't have to reach all of them you don't have to get all of them to say yes for you to be successful so find the ones that get what you do be prepared to tell your story to quantify everything that you do, practice it so it's natural, and you'll see success. That's all it takes. It's simple, but it's not easy. Most, most great things in life fall in that category. They're simple, but they're not necessarily easy. It's a, uh, for me, it's a, a simple equation to say this is going to work. This works for a lot of other people, planning, preparing, and practicing. And let's not practice on our clients. No. Let's be prepared when we do that and go forth and be prepared to answer all the questions that the client may have. And it's uh, the people who who have come to me and we have videoed them, uh, they have all done it with uh, a fear, concern. They didn't want their boss to see them. Uh, those that, that but they all learned something. Mm-hmm. They all learned when they watched the video back and they sat there and said, oh man, oh my, that's not, can I do this again? <laughs> or whatever, whatever the reaction might be, it, from that point, it helped them. They learned and they became the advocate for, for the rest of their team. If they had a team or number of salespeople, whatever it might be, then they all could react uh, accordingly. And if everybody was, in the mood for helping the other people. This is where the team effort comes in and everybody's trying to help everybody else do well. And so it was. And so you can, uh, as a sales manager or a sales leader, whatever, this is a great uh, story to talk about with your team about developing and practicing and, and getting better at what you do before you get in front of the client. Well, That will do it for this episode of the BizTools podcast. We hope that you have found the information today useful in your business. If you have any questions, please post them in the comment section of the show notes. We'll do our best to answer them. Or if you like, you're more than welcome to call me at (laughs) 453-6080. 
435-453-6080. That would be 318 for those of you not in the Shreveport Bossier market. Oh, I forgot. The rest of the world. Yes. <laughs> Come on down. The show notes for this and all of our episodes are available at biztoolspodcast.com. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. In addition, learn about more about what biz can do or we can do for your business at thebiztools.com. We'd love for you to rate our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher Radio so that more people will know about it. We really would appreciate the feedback. So until next time. Remember, applied knowledge is power. Be the leader you were always meant to be. So long, everybody.